Hey, what's going on, you guys? It is me, Jay Mulatto, and you are now listening to Unpopular and Incorrect. Happy quarantine, everybody. Um, <laughs> I was not going to talk about this shit because I didn't realize that y'all was so, like, stupid. That's the word. Fucking dumb. So, um, <clears throat> I guess I'm going to have to have a coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19, a.k.a., you know, influenza C, a.k.a. a strong a strong pneumonia. Well, not even a strong pneumonia, a.k.a. a severe head cold, a.k.a. bronchitis. We're going to discuss that in a little bit. Um, I hope you guys have, you know, as you have been so frantic, if the world is coming to an end for you Bible thumpers who listen to that, um, who read that fiction novel called The Holy Bible, I don't know, King James or Jeffrey, whoever the fuck wrote the one you, you list, you, you read quite often, um, as you're in the book of Revelations and you know, we're all doomed to hell and this is, Jesus Christ is coming back, the same one that slept through slavery, segregation, and is currently sleeping through Black Lives Matter. It will pop up any day fucking now. Let y'all tell it. As you guys were running to the store and buying out all the meat and all buying all the milk. And, and let me say this. Buying all the milk is literally, hear me out, it is literally dumb as fuck because milk has a day expiration, okay? So you, if you're buying, if you're bought a buggy of gallons of milk, you're a, a, a stupid bitch, all right? Because you are not going to drink all that milk before that date expiration pops out, all right? So somebody else could have been drinking some vitamin D, but your goofy ass has bought the whole cooler of the milk. And, and with the world ending, y'all final thoughts was, how am I going to wipe my ass? And so you have bombarded the stores and bought all the toilet tissue. Now, ironically enough about buying the toilet tissue, everybody was frantic. There's no toilet paper anywhere. So, you know, when I do go to the store, because, you know, whatever, this shit not that deep. And I go to the store and there are no toilet tissue rolls. However, brawny and bounty. They have paper towels there. It's boxes of Kleenex in there. So when tissue paper ran out, no nigga in the land thought, "What should I wipe my ass with some napkins or anything else?" You niggas was just on the news talking to the news like this is a travesty. And hear ye, hear ye. You can only get one one case of toilet paper per customer. The goddamn stores have to put signs up so that you you two niggas that live in the apartment, you couple, don't go to Costco and buy 16 cases of 48-count toilet tissue, okay? We've been snowed in. We've heard hurricanes were coming, tornadoes, and things of that nature. And not once have you niggas ever ran and bought tissue paper. So I want to know what tissue paper demon or what tissue paper um, deity, uh, entity, uh, or whoever that person might have been that came into your dream world while you were sleeping and said, hey, when you wake up in the morning, go to every store you pass and buy all the shit that you wipe your ass with. So before I get into why that shit is not that deep, 
and why y'all dumb as hell, I'm going to do my show regularly. You guys deserve that. Um, um, I want to consider her a homegirl to a certain, you know, we've never met personally, but she writes me in my inbox quite often and she supports everything I do. She's an avid listener. We have several, several conversations about very, various different things. She checks on my mental health. She buys skincare for me. Um, shout out to skincare while we're panicking. I took down my website for the skincare body jam because, um, uh, Weebly doesn't support hemp product sales. Um, so the CBD is not infused in everything I do. So I can't like, I'm not doing that shit with the website, but if you are still in need of my scrubs and my butters, um, in the time of need that we are right now, I'm making hand sanitizer. Okay. I'm going to be making hand sanitizer if you like that. And I've come up with facial toner. So you guys can hit me up in my inbox to purchase any skincare. It is still for sale. But um, back to what I was saying. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to give you guys the regular programming. I'm going to start with the SJ. You know how this go. And then I'm going to talk about this um, coronavirus because you guys are stressing me out so fucking much about it that I'm going to have to do this podcast called Pandemic. Okay, so you fucking asked for it, and here we go. So, before I get into the Ask Jay, I'm just going to go ahead and do my uh, sponsor right now. And then, you know, so we can just fl- uh, flow through the show. Again, I say this each and every episode. If you are interested in sponsoring a show, how about this? So many of y'all, like, are so up and so rich. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm also a bartender slash server, hospitality service both of which are doomsday for me right now. So if you would just like to sponsor, grant me some money to stay afloat, I would accept $5, $1, $10, whatever the Lord puts in your heart to see fit. So we're going to go ahead and um, you can inbox me. My cash app is jmulatto, um, but, you know, the Zelle, Google Pay, and Apple Pay is better. But, you know, you can inbox me if you are trying to sponsor an episode or just fuck with me so um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and play the sponsor and then we're gonna come back with our ask j question of the day so all right we're back like i promised and we're gonna go ahead and dive right on into the ask j um ask j so i'm going to try to keep this shout out to you i don't know how you type this email with the font to be this big but i appreciate you queen <laughs> so it says so i'm going oh let me just address the elephant in the room my voice is gone because maybe i have recently had COVID 19 who knows because i've had the flu and i've had pneumonia before and it's okay to have a sniffly nose body aches and feel like you're gonna die and actually not fucking die so you know I thugged it out at the crib, but my voice is gone. So I'm going to try and keep this short as possible. But girl, the past four months have been so up and down. So at a friend's house back in November, I was reconnected with the guy I met off Tinder. He was friends with a mutual friend of mine and the guy thought we should give it another shot. I had ghosted him in the past because I was chasing another guy. We went on a date the day before Thanksgiving and it was super nice. Went to a nice restaurant and everything was amazing. And I was like, this is great timing. I can appreciate this now. We went on another date in December. 
to zoo lights super cute and came home to my house and almost hooked up but he didn't want to rush anything bitch i was heated because he ended up eating me out and sticking it in one time and then stopping girl not to just the tip girl so this should have been a flag me and him were talking every day like this is my boyfriend and honestly he treated me so well that i would call and text him first sometimes fast forward he invites me to his company party in January that will be held in Kitchener, Canada. Bitch, I was too excited because I'm thinking this trip I'll leave with a boyfriend and some D. Welp, I was wrong. <laughs> he got two queen beds. Oh, my. Oh, my God. He got two queen beds for us, but each night he wanted me to sleep with him. Now, maybe he's, you know, let me pause, because that could be chivalry. This is like, I'm taking you out of town, but I don't want you to think you have to fuck, because I took you, well, not out of town, but out of the country. I don't, I don't want you to think you have to fuck. But, you know, if you would like to, how much fuck are we talking? You know, in my R. Kelly voice. So, the two beds might have been out of respect. I get that a little bit. But each night, he wanted me to sleep with him. He would fill up on me and get me ready to have sex just for him to say, no, let's not rush this. Girl. I got so irritated. I yelled, are you abstinent? <laughs> Complete wrong word. Yeah, because it's celibacy. But, yeah, a lot of niggas listening not going to know the difference between that. So, when they hear this, they're going to go back and they're going to Wikipedia or Google some shit to figure out the difference between abstinence and celibacy. Complete wrong word. But I was high-key annoyed that I really like this guy and he keep playing. Our last day in Toronto, we go to lunch, and he finally opens up and tells me why we aren't in a relationship. It's because my drinking makes him think about his mom and brother who are alcoholics. Bitch the fuck. Bitch. What? So as he's telling me this, I'm crying. Like, I really opened up to this man, calling him every day for him to tell me he can't commit to me because of that. And that he just wants to continue dating. He also said he just he just doesn't want to have sex because it's not the first thing he wants from a girl. And to be honest, I feel he should have told me that before flying me out the damn country. My nigga was ready to go over there and be in pound fucking town. You feel me, bitch? Like, nigga, if you're not giving up no dick, then I'm going to be sick. Okay? So, you already know my motto, bitch. I'm trying to fuck someone without trying. I could die tomorrow, so I need that dick today. By the way, he lives in Dallas, and I'm in Houston. So, there's also, this is a technically long distance. I, I want to say I could be wrong, but I think the difference between Dallas and, and Houston is like two and a half hours or something. Flight-wise, maybe shorter, or maybe it's a drive-wise. I don't know, but I'm a Georgia native, so don't let me get to, you know, lying and shit. So, um, once we got back to the States, he really didn't want to address or act like anything happened. And it got to the point where I told him he should date more than just me because he needs to figure out what he wants. He told me he doesn't want to do that because if he, if this doesn't work, then he's done dating altogether. Shaking my head. I suggested he go to therapy, but I also caught him in the lie about going. Shaking my head. Girl, what if I told you lie? Black men gonna lie, girl, bitch. I, I whew, that's another, that's a whole nother podcast. I eventually told him I'm falling back from this entire relationship sad situationship because I can't keep calling you every day like you my nigga and you not. I have an exam coming up that needs my focus, nor am I giving up drinking in my prime. You shout out to you, Queen, because okay, let me get through it. Let me get through it because I'm about to shout you out. 
um, I have no kids. Like, I just feel I should have been, um, he should have been more honest up front and uh, about the alcohol and sex. I drank like six drinks in front of him at his company party, and I know that was a trigger for him. Since I pulled back, I only talk to him when he texts or calls me. My sister thinks I should be done with him, but part of me spent two and a half months talking to him daily, and it just hurts. Jay, what would you do? How do you cope with giving your all and being let down? Welcome to being a black woman, girl. <laughs> I wake up every day giving my all to the universe, bitch, and they be like, surprise, nigga, gal. Nothing is going to be in your favor. But um, how do you just be happy about good experiences you may have had with the man even though the relationship didn't last? Crazy thing is, I wrote down a list of seven things I wanted in a man, and he checked off most of them. And because of this, I'm adding emotionally intelligent and and can communicate to that list. Woo! So it took me six minutes to read that. I didn't realize that that email was really that long. But um, I want to say shout out to you because you said you're not gonna give up drinking in your prime. You have no kids. But let me explain to you why that's important. Because men, this is what I've learned through trials and tribulations of life and being in these terrible relationships that I've been open with y'all about being in and having homeboys, uncles, you know what I'm saying? Just the, re- the natural resources of men being in my life, what I've discovered. Men do not, like, they don't change. Compromise is one thing. Compromise and change are not synonymous, okay? Change is he don't want you to drink, so you quit drinking, Compromise is he has a problem with your drinking. So how about baby next time don't have six drinks? How about when we go up? Could you could you can, if we go out? Could you just have maybe two or three be the max? He doesn't want to see you drinking, so he met you in the middle by saying you could have drinks. You want to drink how you want to drink, but for the sake of him, you met him in the middle and said, okay, I do have I'll do a cutoff for you. That's compromise. You get what I'm saying? Meeting in a common ground where both of y'all have given up. You know you know what you you were firmly standing on to appease the partner. What I will say is that men do not change for women. Okay? Let me say it again. Men do not change for women. Men do not change for women. Men do not change for women. And, and for women, men do not change. Okay? And let me explain to you when they be like, oh, you know... It depends on the kind of woman you is. If with the white woman come around, a man to do this, that's he's not doing that shit because of a bitch. That nigga realized he's 42 and the rest of us not finna deal with that shit no more. This might be his last motherfucking time to dock a cruise ship, bitch, or get on this flight before all the airport or airports close, bitch. So he did it for himself, for his own happiness. So I really want to enforce this thought process for women to um stop changing for niggas because they don't change for us. Um, I want to address that you were you asked me a very important question. How do you be happy with the experiences you've had with the man if the relationship didn't last? I'm gonna take a man out of it, okay? And I'm gonna use a person in general because this goes within friendships business friend business relationships and romance relationships if i have two people that i would have if i was to have a wedding i would have considered them bitches to be two bridesmaids of mine you know what i'm saying like they've been that close to me for over a decade you feel me so as people grow older and our interests are different and you know personalities spiritualities start to separate sometimes 
that season, when we say a person is in your your life for a reason or a season, it's literally both. And let me tell y'all, when we say it's for a season, that don't mean it's going to be quick as autumn. doesn't mean it's going to be quick as winter. A season could be 15 years. But whatever that person was giving you within those 15 years made you whole enough to keep them around for that 15 years. And it's okay when they are not fulfilling what you need in that relationship, regardless of what kind of relationship it may be. When that person can no longer fulfill you, you have to let it go. But that doesn't mean that you become enemies with that person. You get what I'm saying? We start calling each other less and less. We start hanging out less and less. And then the the communication pretty much ceases. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to remember funny shit you said, that I got to delete videos or pictures of us out of my phone, take you off my Facebook um, because of my, you know, in the pictures and shit, like all the albums and shit. I don't have to do all that. So you have to realize you have to take love. In a universal way to be able to accept the good times in relationships with um, people who might have turned out to be bad for you. Okay? Because if once if you can master that within friendships or business relationships, like y'all was cool at first and then all of, all of a sudden your business partner just spazzed and shit was going astray. You can. It's okay to still think about all that good times y'all had, bro. It's nothing wrong with that. And, um, I'm going to just say this, though. Um, reflecting back on good times with a nigga is not keeping pictures of exes in your phone, okay? I, I don't know why y'all think that that shit's okay. I, I did a podcast about that. Y'all really are crazy as hell if you think you're finna be with me and then have a handy-dandy box of Polaroids of you and another bitch at Six Flags, okay? Because, no. But um, it's okay. It's It's a part of healthily moving on. Because if you, when you get to that point where you feel like you got to block a person out, everything about them, that means you're not technically over what you had with that person. When you are really over some shit, you will think about this. Like if a song come on, you will think about a, st- a stupid ass dance a nigga would do. And you can laugh about it in your head. It's okay to do that. And um, I think as women, we have to be so far beat down and battered to withdraw from a man because... If we get a little inkling like that he could still make us laugh, and you know what I'm saying, then we like, well, maybe I should work it out. So we build this natural wall up to where it seems like we're forcing ourselves to hate a nigga. You don't have to hate a nigga to move on. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, I do not feel like you should be talking to him at all. I definitely agree that he needs to go to counseling because I saw a quote somewhere the other day, (coughs) excuse me, that was very important. It said a lot of people are in therapy because they're dealing with people in their lives who won't go to therapy. And I'll be damned if that's not the goddamn truth because most of my trauma from my childhood and my relationship or being shaky with my mom is because she had unresolved issues and that, you know what I'm saying, the, how she dealt with me fucked me up. But it was really her shit. You feel what I'm saying? So now that I'm at this point where I've been through therapy and, you know, I've learned stronger communication tools than I had before, it's like I'm not like I'm not going to be the person that's with a nigga that need to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm going to be with the nigga that is going to therapy. You feel what I'm saying? And that's just 
You gotta, you just gotta stand firm on shit like that. You see this little roller coaster ride, man. I don't want no niggas taking me out the country. I, and, and, and let me say this: the fact that he said he don't want a relationship or to have sex, but he want to continue dating. Let me break down what dating is to me. As we are thirty, you know what I'm saying. As we are approaching our thirties, in the we're at the, the next stop, the uh, we're two stops away from thirty, girl. The bus is. We can see the stop. We're grabbing our purse strap. We have rang the bell. We are walking down to the front of the bus to exit. That's how close we are to 30, okay? So, the closer we are to 30, you're not just talking to people because of physicality and funness. That's what the fuck y'all should not be doing, okay? When you're in high school, you go to football games. You see a nigga that will go to another school. Y'all get get each other number. Y'all meet at the mall and shit on Saturdays, whatever. That's cute little, little girl shit. We're fucking 30. Some of y'all are already parents. Some of y'all are already in your career fields. You know, this is about building your life and how you, what you're going to leave this world. This is, this is what you're doing right now in your 30s. So, to me, dating is an audition. Well, let me say this. Dating is the interview that you come to for this job. And the job is the relationship. You come to be interviewed. That's when we're going on dates. Once I have interviewed you, you know, one, two, three interviews, then you know that's when we have to have a conversation. Well, you know, I was thinking about hiring. I was thinking about hiring, but I want you to know that this is supposed to be a summer job, but I'm so interested in you. Then I'm just going to go ahead and push your training right now and go ahead and get you on the schedule in the next week or two. Now, a relationship. Now that we've gone past the dating, a relationship is uh, is is the audition for my life partner. I'm not getting in a relationship that I don't see myself living with this person, maybe having a kid with this person, you know what I'm saying, getting married, because these are the next, the next steps in this process. You understand what I'm saying? So for somebody to say they just want to date your ass to death, bitch, I'm... I tell niggas all the time, I have a cigarette box. And for niggas that don't smoke, it's 20 cigarettes in a pack. I have a cigarette box full of motherfucking homeboys and homegirls, okay, bitch? Fully goddamn stocked up. I haven't even taken the silver wrapper after, you, you know how niggas beating on the, patting the cigarettes down and shit? I haven't even done that to my cigarette pack. The clear wrapper is still on this shit, okay? So I don't need another homeboy. I don't need nobody to take me to Applebee's every Friday, every Wednesday when they off and all that more shit. I need niggas that want to talk to me about my, you know what I'm saying, my five-year goals and shit, my plans, what we going to do together, uh, where we are we eating better, you know what I'm saying, like, what he want to do, if he's Muslim, are you are you on your dean, do I need to buy hijab, like, I'm, I'm trying to transition us to forming our life together, that is what relationships should be meaning, the audition for your life partner, everybody is not who you think they are, you get what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that every, once you get in a relationship, this better be the nigga you with. Because, again, every job don't fit every person. Some people get there and they get the job. They working hard the first two weeks. Or, you know, you be on the 60-day probation. As soon as the 60-day probationary period up, this motherfucker's a sorry worker. They have to be fired, a.k.a. broken up with. This is what y'all should be doing right now if you are not already with the person that should be your life partner. Okay, this is what finding and 
getting the search of a significant other, a spouse. This is what it should be like. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't want to date you to death. No, I don't want to be with no nigga who I can't fuck. I, I'm so, maybe I'm a sex crave maniac, bitch, but if if I ain't getting no dick, I must have quit. And that just is what it is, girl. You know what I'm saying? So, my advice to you is, like I said, fully get over something. Then you'll realize how easy it is to accept the good times you have had with a person. And that's in any and all forms of relationships. Um, I don't think that you should be talking to him. And I don't think it matters that, oh, if he tell you I have really gone to therapy and let's give it one more go, don't even fall into that trap. Because when you heal, you don't even, you're not the same person coming out, coming out of healing. So he might go to therapy and you've been holding this nigga down during his therapy process. But when he comes out, he's going to be different. And he's going to want some different kind of woman. Or you know what I'm saying? And you're going to take that personally. So let that man heal. And the only way he's going to be able to even think about coming back into your world is with the healing within himself. Okay? It's because he's withholding dick and drinks, girl. And I like drinks and dick. Dicks and drinks with some chips in there, too, and, and some hot wings. So thank you for um sending that in to me. I think that was a good ass, Jay. I think um the whole thing of me explaining life partners and shit like that, I needed to have said that before, but, like, I didn't have the conversational reason to do it. So thank you for opening the door for me to explain it that kind of way. So, um... I'm about to go ahead and um take a little potty break. And then when we come back, bitch, we're talking COVID-19. And that's what y'all been waiting on. <sighs> I don't even know where to start. Um, COVID-19. The flu. Um, <laughs> y'all. Let me say this. Never in the history of a deadly diseases... Has the prevention ever been wash your goddamn hands? Let me just start there. Nothing in the world has ever been so motherfucking dangerous that you could wash your hands and be okay. Okay? Niggas are handling fentanyl. Soon as fentanyl is in their hand, their fingertips, they die. Okay? Ebola, anthrax, SARS. Niggas is not telling you wash your hands, B. Okay? So let's just start with this. The, the prevention being... Hand sanitizer, fucking insanity. Nobody has ever gotten HIV, and then right, right after that, that, that AIDS-infested semen was in you, once you washed your coochie, you didn't get it, okay? Um, if you look up, I want everybody to pull their phones out and look up the symptoms of COVID-19. They are exactly, they're actually less symptoms than influenza, Okay? Very few, much fewer symptoms. The 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 treatments are stay hydrated, get plenty of rest. I've never known anything so deadly that you could sleep it off. Okay, I had pneumonia. Like what was that a year ago? Guess what? Niggas did not send me from the hospital and say get some rest, queen. Go drink some Pedialyte, some Gatorade. You will be okay. All right, nobody's ever done that with very dangerous shit, okay? So this is bullshit. Uh, I've always found it quite weird to uh, see people in the ER with um, flu, like coming because they have the flu. It's like 
there's levels. The cold, a cold is your nose running and shit, but you can go to work. You know, you get some Robitussin and you straight. The flu, your body aching and shit, cold sweats, you can't hold fluids down. A little diarrhea is in the mix too. You got explosive shit coming out your ass. So you got to stay home on that one. Um, the pneumonia, that is literally drowning while you're awake. It's fluid in your lungs. I'm very unclear how niggas don't be knowing they have pneumonia, bitch. After being a nigga that's had it, you, I, it's, the only thing you can mistake it for is bronchitis. And I say bronchitis because bronchitis be out that phlegm in your chest, too, and you can't breathe in the tightness like that. So they're similar in the pain feeling in that regard. But, um, yeah, this is bullshit. Um... We want to speak on biological weapons. This is, you know, diseases that are created created for terrorism. Anthrax, you know, SARS. You know, all this shit they send to harm other people. There are two reasons biological warfare happens. It is to exterminate a people or it is to ruin an economy. Okay? Corona is by far not deadly. Uh, let me just tell you, no matter how niggas trying to tell you to quarantine and you shake this hand and we'll shake five more hands and now five thousand. Based off of the numbers, let me give you this. It has a 95% rate of being beatable, okay? So, we, I just, this. let's just use 100 as the number so you can understand. So, if 100 people get coronavirus, 95 will be fine, okay? The five that will not be okay will more than likely be an older person, a toddler or a newborn, or somebody with other ailments that will play a factor in when they are sick as hell, okay? This could happen with the flu. It happens with the flu. People die from the flu every year. Every year, flu season is so deadly. That's why the flu shot is the only vaccine in the goddamn history of shots that you could go and get anywhere in the land. No, no prescription. A special nigga don't have to come do it, and it could be free, or it's $10. They don't offer that shit for no other shot but the flu shot, okay? So, there's that on that. But, um, it's, oh, gosh. Georgia has 10.52 million civilians. Georgia, the state of Georgia. 600 people out of 10.52 million people have corona. I don't know the number of that, but that is like 0.02% in my fucking head. And out of the 600 people, 23 have died. Okay? Still very low numbers. Corona now let's say, has killed 23 people in Georgia. Guess how many the flu has killed? Influenza. 47. It's deadlier. You see what I'm saying? West Nile came to America that year, and I might have been like 18, 19, through mosquitoes. If there was ever a time to have martial law in effect and having niggas armed on the streets telling niggas to stay inside, I definitely think it should have been the time where a goddamn mosquito could land on your on your elbow and take your goddamn life. But niggas didn't do it then. When niggas, niggas didn't get stricter, the higher the HIV rate got, okay? Niggas done get stricter the more people die from the flu, all right? Niggas didn't do, niggas didn't even stop mailing shit when anthrax was coming in goddamn mail. Niggas was saying when you open your mail, open it with a letter opener. Away from your, fla- away from your, fla- your face with gloves on. That's what they said. Fatal. Anybody who get anthrax die. 
Ebola same, SARS also. Yet Corona is the dead this 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 is the pandemic. Um what it has done, I feel like you know, this is my conspiracy theory, is that I do feel like it was a biological weapon that was created. I don't think we created it, but these people swap these kind of things. They buy these things. They purchase them from one another. I think somebody mishandled it. Um, what it did, or, you know, the person, maybe they didn't buy it, but I, I, I know that somebody did this <clears throat> to destroy the economy. I just don't know how we got there. But, um... I think that it has shown every crack possible in cracker capitalism. Um, I've been saying for a long time that America is the wig. And I, I brought up before that I watched this documentary called Michael Moore uh, Sicko. Y'all might want to check that out now. It's literally just about healthcare. It's not like any conspiracy theories or anything like that. But just seeing how the healthcare system is set up in every other country versus here um, is quite eye-opening. So, um... Uh, America treats its citizens like, um, you know, clients, payers, you know, um, they're, they're trying to instill this fear in you. Like we're running out of hospital beds or running out of ventilators. Well, they created the panic. So everybody who starts having a migraine and sneezes twice in 30 minutes is piling up in the ER. So they created a, a fear propaganda and y'all fell into it. And now they're using your fear propaganda to, like, lock you in your house. But let me tell y'all the best thing about all this. Everybody's like, oh, this could go on to August. This could go on to 2021. It literally won't because America's so greedy. They couldn't. Them putting y'all health above their money would never happen. Okay what I'm saying? Niggas talking about this healthcare shit, like the beds and shit. Healthcare has never been a right here. It's always been a privilege. So, yes, you don't have ventilators. Yes, you don't have beds. You know why? Because y'all have never accounted for niggas all to be able to come down here and get assistance. That's why it ain't never been that much of a deal to y'all. And don't pretend like it is now, okay? Um, y'all should look up martial law. I kept saying, I mean, I was familiar with it, but I'm... I just needed to refresh my memory. Uh, there's a one sentence in there. It's like, it suspends civil rights. We know that the forefathers, the founding fathers of this country writing the Constitution were some crazy motherfuckers because I cannot think of any scenario in the goddamn world that could occur where the government should say, hey, we got total control. You don't have no rights. I don't think there's nothing in this land that could tell niggas that they have no rights. So the fact that that was even taught amongst niggas and they voted on that, that to be able to use that as a trump card, no pun intended, at some point in time ever, goddamn insanity. Quiet as it's kept, they're not saying martial law, but I was watching the news and um the people in Cali like have like military niggas with guns like outside like they have a no outside you can't smell the the air type policy which is to me martial law you're not gonna stand outside my house and then tell me i can't come out and play you're not gonna tell me i can't sit on my porch you're not gonna tell me a nigga can't sit on my porch you're not gonna tell me none of that and you know i hate to be the person that you know sounds like a hype beast but Martial law kicks into effect. I will be one of the first people dead because I'd rather run into the street and charge at all, like military niggas with knives and be gunned down before I let niggas tell me I have to sit in my house 
with no communication, with no ties to nobody. And when I want to do something, it has to be on their time. Now when we do get to go out, it's military niggas on the sidewalk, and we, we walking quietly. We only got a couple hours a day that we all can meet at the park. I'm not never starting no Holocaust bullshit like that, ever, okay? Slavery was one thing. Segregation was another. And thank God I wasn't alive for that because I'd have been a dead nigga fast. And I'll be a dead, a deader nigga faster in this kind of thing. Um, y'all never believe nothing the government has to say. And yet they have managed to terrorize y'all and put so much fear in y'all with words and, and sentences that you should understand better than, than you are comprehending them now. Trump is saying shit like people who have never died are dying now. What if I told you, you literally, like, you, yeah, that people who ain't never died are dying now because that's how life goes. They're saying the thing about Corona that's so dangerous is that we don't have a cure and it keeps mutating. There is not one virus, again, not one virus curable to this day that's why hiv herpes hpv flu anything like that you do not get treated you get shit that helps you with your symptoms corona is not the first thing we're not going to be able to to, to treat okay so that's killing me that y'all are regurgitating that stupid ass statement all right stop saying it no virus is curable okay they're treatable not curable you hear me? They're treatable. Say it with me now. They're treatable, but not curable. All right? They're saying it mutates. Yes, that's what viruses do. That's why they're hard to cure. Because they keep fucking mutating. All right? Influenza A, B, C, F, D. It's Corona. It's COVID-19. When did we have COVID-16? When did that happen? You know, but nonetheless, I say all that to say this. Leave me the fuck alone. It's the flu. Maybe a a pneumonia. People die from that shit every day. Don't let niggas... Stop spreading the misinformation and the fear propaganda because I could literally be doing anything under the goddamn sun besides reading y'all paranoid, stupid-ass tweets, Insta-story clips that you're sharing, as well as these Facebook feeds, okay? Um, It's kind of like that whole thing where every year there's a mass shooting, and this is the biggest mass shooting since, guess what, the last mass shooting. You know, we never see, we never see those families. We never, you know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that because the people of Columbine, I don't know if how, you know, how old all my listeners are, but Columbine was like one of the first, like, mass shootings that were big. Like, okay? So the Columbine shooting and uh, Sandy Hook, they are still doing Sandy Hook fundraisers. Those parents of those children that were killed in the uh, Columbine are now uh, uh, motivational speakers. And, you know what I'm saying? Speaking to share uh, share awareness about, you know, the signs of kids who would be like this and so on and so forth. But when we have all these mass shootings back to back each year so we can talk about gun laws, we never see those parents ever again. Not even in a situation when it's happened. 39 people were shot in four seconds. Never see that family. 
never see people posting like, damn, that was my neighbor, that was my close friend. And I'm saying that because I've noticed an influx of tweets specifically because I'm a Twitter nigga. But an influx of people tweeting, today my mom, today my dad passed away from COVID-19. Um, let me tell you something. People don't say shit like that. People don't say, today my mom passed away from, that's not, that's not natural phrasing, okay? So for everybody's phrasing to be like that, okay, a robot tweet. You feel what I'm saying? You're reading the threads. Nobody's like, damn, I just saw you and your mama at Walmart last week. You feel what I'm saying? And then in the thread, it's a gazillion people agreeing. I lost my dad last week to COVID-19 also. My prayers are with you. The death toll of COVID-19 is not high enough for all the niggas in the thread to be saying this. Also, rich people who have no symptoms have been having all the access to getting this COVID-19 testing while the ERs, the hospitals, have limited testing with niggas who visibly might look like a nigga who have COVID-19. Okay? So, outside of, you know, me saying again that American citizens are not the priority, how are y'all even knowing that niggas are dying from coronavirus if niggas not even getting tested for coronavirus? How are niggas dying from coronavirus who never, you know what I'm saying, went to the hospital? Another thing, these people that work in labs, it take them years to find out, 25 years to find out how to make a flu shot, how to come up with a chicken pox vaccine and some more shit. Not only did we not know what this was uh, for a week, the second week it had a name, the third week the name changed to COVID-19, the fourth week we had a testing for it, as well as um, we got, we're working on medicine. That shit don't even go that fast. That so that don't even make sense. And then Trump released a <clears throat> why my throat so dry. All this talking, I got a ceiling fan on. But um, Trump released a statement saying um, yeah, FDA is approving uh previous medicines to treat coronavirus. So again, remember how I was saying regular flu. So if you niggas get some Nyquil and some Theraflu, drink some emergency and some airborne, you will be the fuck okay. Do y'all know anything that motherfucking dangerous and deadly that you can go to over the counter and get some regular shit for? Anything in the land? It j- anything. It just get. If you do, please let me know. Has anybody ever got herpes and they was like, oh, bitch, all you got to do is like get some Neosporin, bitch, and mix it with baby oil and you be good to go. Like you'll never get coochie bumps again. Nothing dangerous over-the-counter treatable, let alone, you know what I'm saying, wash your hands, let alone get some rest, okay? I'm not telling y'all what the government, why this shit is going on, what's their end game, but I know they're very good at distractions, and it's been a whole bunch of shit going on. All these CEOs and stepped down from the major companies. Um, we, heard, we heard nothing else about that Iran shit from when he killed the man from Iran, and we sit niggas over there to go to war. We are at war. I have friends in the military overseas and they're getting bombed every day. 18 niggas died last week in a niggas uh, base. So we're not hearing anything about that. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein telling on Oprah, telling on Tom Hanks, telling on this person about a sex trafficking ring and some other shit, girl. 
I'm not sure what the overall distraction is for. But what I do know is, Corona ain't shit. That's what I'm going to leave y'all with. So, um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Uh, maybe I might do another one this week since I know y'all cooped up in the house like uh, Caged Up Monkeys, girl. And you know, uh, one episode a week, or, I mean, one episode every two weeks is not going to get y'all through this um. This lock in, so I'm fuck. I'm a fuck with you. I might try to do one Wednesday too. Might slide one in on a on a Saturday, you know, like a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday kind of thing. If I had that much to talk about, but um, you want to know any more information because I don't really speak on things that I'm not well versed in and no information about. But I could definitely give y'all the information and give you real numbers and stats so that you know. These people giving hypothetical numbers of what could happen won't won't scare you no more, okay? I got friends that work in the hospital, so I know when they saying they not telling y'all how bad it is, they got all these nurses saying, inboxing certain people saying, we don't show y'all, but that shit is bullshit, okay? It's people who be looking sick as hell when they got the flu. It's just like somebody coming there with a boo-boo, a paper cut on their finger, and they screaming hysterically in the hospital. Yes, there are niggas in there looking like they dying. Yes, there are screaming niggas. This is not, this is not it, bro. This corona shit is not it, okay? <laughs> it's not it. That's just that on that. And then you can you can respectfully agree to disagree, girl, but I know what's going on. So I just want you to know, all right? Um, You got to write me. Um, Jay Mulatto, J-A-Y-M-U-L-L-A-T-O, and that is on Instagram, that is on Facebook, that is on YouTube, as well as Twitter. Um, my cash app is Jay Mulatto, J-A-Y-M-U-L-L-A-T-O. Um, um, you want to sponsor an episode, if you want to suggest a topic, you want to email me so I could do you as an Ask Jay question, that's J-A-Y-M-U-L-L-A-T-O at Outlook.com. You can email me the story directly for me to read it out loud and give you my advice, all right? It's Ask Jay, just kind of like the old shit, Ask Jeeves. You're asking Jay. I want everybody to um, buy Taboo, buy Monopoly, man. Um, mix and mingle with your friends. Fuck what they talk about. Because the way this goes is how you die is how you die. You know what I'm saying? They say being a vegan adds 70 years to your life. But I don't know a vegan that went down in the plane crash and it was the only nigga to live because they ate grass and bean patties. Or bean pies all the goddamn time. You see what I'm saying? If Corona's so deadly and we all going to die. At least be with your homegirls in the house playing Twister, okay? Um, you be safe. I mean, just look at in, 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 in any and all aspects of life, natural selection, luck of the draw is what it would be. Basketball players, only four tested positive. These niggas' pores are open on the court sweating, bumping sweat on sweat in a hot, humid-ass locker room. And confines, um, uh, planes and jets and shit. And nobody else got it. It's just like you being a mom and your child has the flu. You take off work to take care of your kid. Your kid gets better and you never got the flu. You understand what I'm saying? Just because somebody got corona around you don't even mean you're going to get corona. Because that's just not how life works. Okay? Be mindful. And educate yourself. So that you are not afraid of the uh, the unknown. Niggas are feeding on the fact that you don't know shit. So how about you learn some shit? That's what I'm leaving y'all with today. 
So thank y'all for listening in. And you've been tuned in to another episode of Unpopular and Incorrect. Thank you.